Welcome to What the Trailer. I'm Cassie. And I'm Anthony. I can't. I stole your thunder. No. <laughs> and I'm Anthony. Apparently we have two Anthonys today. <laughs> My name is Jaren. I apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What a way to bring in the new year <laughs> that last month in 2020 has like been a roller coaster so we're kind of over it we're over everything but yay it is 2021 it is the beginning of the new season season two of what the trailer and if you are new to this podcast we are a podcast of friends <laughs> discussing movie trailers and video game trailers and tv series trailers because we love to watch this shit and then like dissect everything and see if we would actually like to watch the final product in the end as you know my co-hosts here are anthony and jaren jaren is the newest co-host and we haven't really had like a welcome jaren party so yeah Yay! Yay! Welcome, Jaren! You are officially part of the podcast, so we need to know... Can't believe I did five episodes for free! (laughs) (laughs) We need to know who you are and what tastes you like, so it's kind of... This episode's kind of going to be a little bit about you, and then Mm. a little bit about the best of 2020, if we can find the best of 2020. (laughs) Needle in a haystack. Yeah, exactly. So, Jaren, introduce yourself again to our audience and tell us what kind of movies, TV, and video games you like. Well, my name's Jaren. Uh, I'm a, a water sign, a Pisces. Uh, <laughs> I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> I like drinking brews with my bros. Cold ones with the boys. Ah, uh, no. Let's see. I just play a lot of video games. I work a lot. And when I'm not working, I play video games. (laughs) And I like to play video games. And I also like to watch a lot of TV, a lot of Netflix, a lot of HBO, a lot of Hulu. And I like some movies. What would you say is your favorite genre of movie? Favorite genre of movie. I I gotta go with stuff that makes you laugh. Would be number one. But I'm also a 31-year-old boy. So I like all of the shoot-em-ups. I really, really enjoy British movies somehow. Mm, I guess not British movies, but, you know, any, any like, Guy Ritchie thing. Where it's, like, Jason Statham and, like, a ragtag bunch of cockney bastards <laughs> pulling, pulling hijinks to get ahead and then... Ending up exactly where they were at the beginning. <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> like like the Kingsman type of crap? Yeah, I liked Kingsman. That was good. Elton John was great in Kingsman. Mm-hmm. What, Golden Circle? Was that too? They were great. But yeah, that, that kind of stuff, yeah. Where they have all of like the, I don't know, super fast-paced action, but also very funny kind of stuff. Dry humor. But yeah, most uh, a lot of comedies. I I ended up I worked at the theater from uh, 2006 to 2012, and that kind of shaped my. I had to watch a lot more movies, so I got to to broaden my horizons. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I drug you to some 
some some movies you're like yeah nah, i don't know but had to watch a lot of scary movies that i didn't really want to watch <laughs> we're always okay though it was fine i was here with my buddies yeah hanging out theater was a good time that's actually how i met jaren was uh at the movie theater where we became fast friends and it's never never gone away he's Despite all my faults, he's been my friend through it all. So it's been great. Nice. And now we have another video game person on the podcast. So what type of video games do you like to play? Are you just like Anthony, where you play all of them? I really like um, RPGs, but also I do play a lot of them. I'd say anything but sports games really like there was a time in my life when i was 12 where i would go out and get every madden game every year with money from my mom's purse (laughs) one of those kids never steal from your mom you tell her you're gonna mow the lawn she takes you to target you get the game and you play it for a weekend and you don't mow the lawn smart (laughs) then two weeks later you can go get another one. Same deal. Same game. Someone will mow the lawn. It's not <laughs> going to be me, though. We so. were discussing during our vacation hiatus a little something new that's going to be coming this year. So, Anthony, Jaren, what's going to be happening in season two? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> we talked about this. We're, we're going to haze you. Come on. Oh, yeah. dang. <laughs> um... So Jared and I, when we have time between our two jobs and in, in life, play play some games together and shenanigans ensue and it's it's usually pretty fun. We've thought about maybe recording some of those and either just us messing around in a video game that we enjoy playing, maybe something new that we can play together, or even just talking about some video games. Um, so a little more video game content. We'll see how that goes. I know it didn't go over so well. Last last year, we'll see how it goes. So I know Cassie, between being a, a mom and, and working and and everything, doesn't have a lot of time for games. And and I'm slow to the punch with some games. So <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, not to say that you're not a not a a gamer, but I don't think you're a pro gamer like like Jaren and I are, where no. it consumes most of our free time. I'm excited about that. Um, it should be a good time. Yeah, it, it might... Well, these episodes will be like kind of like an extra add-on episode. And since it's during their free time, it doesn't have a actual um, schedule for when they're coming out. So there'll just be little Jaren and Anthony surprises every once in a while. Yeah, I think uh, it's pretty much going to be me like streaming or something and recording the audio and just cutting it down or if we just have some time to have a conversation about you know like especially around like e3 and and all that kind of stuff when there's big announcements um do a little more focus on that maybe even like watch some coverage and and talk about it maybe not necessarily live but reacting to it as we watch it and giving our our um, immediate reactions to some stuff so should be good 
So that, that's something to look forward to this year. Uh, a lot of things to look forward to this year. Hopefully we're at the end of the pandemic, but uh, as we're recording this, uh, it doesn't look so good in the Americas, but we'll try to survive. <laughs> <laughs> do the best um, we can we'll we'll do the best we can uh hopefully we know things will not go back to normal we are not trying to say that it will <laughs> <laughs> but the movie industry has definitely changed and probably will change in the future so who knows what will happen to theaters they're still staying open but it looks like everything's turning to streaming which i'm okay with but i am a very big introvert so me too there are there are a couple of movies there's one in particular dune that i I really want to see in Mm -hmm. theaters and i hope that we still have a theater by the time it comes out yeah they did push it back again right yeah to hopefully release it in theaters october but then um was it warner brothers said that they were going to release everything same day on streaming and legendary is fighting that tooth and nail Jeez, christopher nolan got really mad about that yeah yeah, he did. yeah. <laughs> well i mean you gotta think they, they they're gonna lose some money on that because i mean i know like warner brothers is partnered with hbo but i don't know what legendary gets from that so they dump a bunch of money into something and they don't get a return it's it's gonna be tough so i don't know we'll see what happens yeah, like uh, I know I, I'm like the resident Disney person here, like with that thing with Black Widow, they're not going to do um, what they did with Mulan and they're not going to do what they did with Soul, but they're actually trying to push it to theaters and I think it comes out this May and I don't know about that. They like they were holding on, they're holding on to Black Widow like it's just going to be this big gem of a movie and I don't really have that many hopes on it. I mean, it's it's a movie that came way too late, honestly. <laughs> because spoiler alerts, the character's already gone. So what like what's the point of she this? Gone. I I don't know. But Yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting. So it'll be a very interesting year, that's for sure. So this episode is more more like the best of media of 2020 rather than talking about what we expect in the future because we don't know we don't know what to expect anymore i mean there's some movies that each of us have an idea of watching but how we're gonna watch it we have no idea we don't know what's around the corner anymore (laughs) yeah like i said hopefully we still have a movie theater to go see movies in But like I said before, and I've been like hammering this down, what the fuck happened to drive-through theaters or drive-in theaters? Like they should have brought that back. They should have brought it back. So good. That would have been such a good opportunity. AMC, you dropped the ball. Like you could have put some money into that and got your money back. But whatever, whatever. Okay, so uh, yeah, we're gonna do the best of 2020. And we're going to go grab our beers, so listen to this very good promo. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? 
We're on all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. And we're back, and we got our beers. Three cheers for beers for the New Year's. Oh, tier. Three <laughs> cheers for beers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought with the New Year we'd get it, but I was, I was late on the draw. Yeah. It's going to be another shitty year, fellas. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Uh, Anthony, what are you drinking? Are you the one tapping? Uh, no. No, oh. that'd be Jaren. I mean, I can tap. Um, I actually did not stop at the store, so I don't have any beer, but I do have some whiskey left over from Christmas that I'll be drinking. Mm. It's, uh, Basil Hayden's. Little pop of the cork. Little pourry pour. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> my new, my new favorite whiskey. I've been looking for one, so I'm glad I got it. Starting off strong. Alright, Jaren, you said you have a new beer for the new year? Yep. This one is from Tamarack. And it's the Hat Trick Hop. Ooh. IPA. And I thought it would be fitting because it's almost hockey time. <laughs> it is almost hockey season. Ooh. Nice. Slow pop. <laughs> It's one of my favorites, actually. That's actually my favorite mm. beer from Tamarack. Pine needles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I saved my beer that I won in the uh, game episode. Yay! Just for this episode. Uh, it is Kettle House Coffee Cold Smoke Scotch Ale. Let's see if I can do this okay. Oh, whoa. And it's that everywhere. Is... <laughs> that made me jump out of my chair. That sounded good. Oh, dear Lord. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. So we popped our tops. Uh, skull, everyone. Skull. <laughs> skull. All right. So let's bring this podcast into the new year and talk about the best of 2020 and uh we're going to talk about movies tv and video games because that's what this podcast is all about is talking about those three genres media and their trailers but we're going to talk about what we watched and played and uh we at least jaren and i struggled with this We had a hell of a time coming up with the list. We're going to um, do our top threes from each category, and we're going to start with the movies because it was the most difficult to get through. So, um, yeah, I uh, I didn't realize until just recently how many movies I actually did watch of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Jaren, how many movies did you watch this year? Uh, I want to say, like, four. Four. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, at least movies that came out this year, I watched four new ones. Which is bad. You guys didn't pick a very good third host for a movie podcast. (laughs) Well, I struggled, too. Like, as much as as many trailers as we watched this year, I didn't watch shit. I didn't watch shit at all. Well, I watched a lot of old movies in October, so thank you, Anthony. Yeah! So there's yeah, that. 
The same for me. I, I just went back to some old classics. Didn't watch a whole lot of uh, newer newer movies. Um, this was probably the hardest for me to pick uh, three of my favorites from. Because, again, yeah, I was like looking. I was like, man, what did I watch? I had to pull up a list and was going through it. And I was like, didn't watch it, didn't watch it, didn't watch it, didn't watch it. Never even heard of it, never even heard of it, didn't watch Oh, I watched that one. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, but I did, I did come up with three solid ones that i enjoyed they may not be the best but for me they they struck a chord um little little nostalgia i guess uh in my picks for me yeah i had a hard time so eh, some of it is gonna be not surprising for me if you know what i'm i like in movie stuff (laughs) Um, so we're going to start with our third favorite of the year, and we'll start with Anthony. Okay, uh, so my number three would um, have to be, and it was like a, a TV movie, like made-for-TV movie. It came out on the new NBC streaming app, Peacock, um, the day after my birthday, actually. And it was the second psych movie, Lassie Come Home. Mm. Um, huge fan of Psych. I love the mo- uh, love the show. My wife and I watch it off and on all the time. I love having it at the um, at the ready because I think it's on Amazon and now also Peacock. And uh, you know, it wasn't again. It wasn't great, but um, I love the cast. I love I love the show and the way it's just just kind of written and the the flow of it and stuff. But I enjoyed it. Uh, it was good to see Timothy uh, Omenson come back after he was recovering from his stroke. He missed out on the first one. Um, and it was kind of all about him and his character actually going through recovery, which was kind of cool. Um, but it was fun. Yeah, if you're a fan of the show, I imagine you would you would enjoy enjoy the movie. Yeah, I actually watched this too, and I don't think I've watched all the episodes of Psych, but my husband is a big fan of Psych, so I watched this movie probably like three times this year because of him. (laughs) So I've watched something very obscure that I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, I think it holds true to the show, and it's just good to see everyone come back together. I was, you know, counting down the days for it to come out. I was very excited for it. So, uh, it made my number three. So, Jaren, what is your number three? Well, number three for me. I'm not a film critic. I didn't go to film school. (laughs) So, I, you know, don't expect any Oscar winners in this list, (laughs) guys. (laughs) I'd say, out of the four movies that I watched this year, I'd have to say, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I, you didn't I watch watched, it. I watched and in, and enjoyed Sonic the Hedgehog. Hey, you know I enjoyed that too. Don't feel bad. Yeah, don't feel bad. I mean, Jim this Carrey podcast was made because of Sonic. So, <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah. Yes, oh, because true. of the nightmare fuel. Yes, because yeah, of the nightmare the... fuel. <laughs> The teeth. And all, after the first trailer was announced, Cassie and I both watched it. We had a conversation at work about it. And a few weeks later, we decided to start this whole shindig. So 
it's very fitting that it's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, Jim Carrey was my favorite part of that movie. And didn't yeah. it take place in, air quotes, Montana? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Montana. Um, Green Hills, Hills Montana. Uh, Green, Green Hills, Montana. Yeah. Yeah. It was very fan servicey, but it, it definitely uh, it it hit all the right notes for me. And I watched it with Dee, and she was like, "That was terrible." I was like, "What are you talking about? It was great." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ben Schwartz, Jim Carrey, that guy from Westworld, James Marsden. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> when you said Schwartz names, <laughs> I would just Schwartz. kept thinking. I kept thinking in my head, I'm on DuckTales, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Danny Pooty. <laughs> I don't know, Private Jet. <laughs> Super excited for the sequel. I'll watch it. I'm sure, sure they, I mean, they set it up. Yeah. They better have the robots. I mean, Tails. I mean. <laughs> I know, Tails. Was he? Did they do a sting with him at the end? Yeah. yeah. They did. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What the hell, Jern? Gotta watch the oh, whole shit, thing. Did I not watch the whole thing? Damn it! You always gotta watch at least half the credits, if not all of them. I, I mean, I watched watch the part the where he like where Jim Carrey's in the other spot, mm-hmm. in the other dimension. I think that Shoot. was a mid credit scene. Yeah. But yeah, My Tails room. is in there. Oh god! Just before, or just after that, that part. But yeah, so that'll be yeah. Good. Maybe get some Knuckles action in there, because let's be honest, Knuckles is the best. Um, yeah. What about you, Cassie? What's your number three? So I don't know if this counts as a movie, but I'm going to count it anyway. Uh, Hamilton. See, I was going to throw that on my list, too. That I is my it. number I three, be- because after like waiting five years to actually watch the damn thing, because Broadway, <laughs> um, it was fantastic. I I always loved watching plays, like theater plays and everything, and where we live, we don't really get a chance to go see any of these things. I mean, we have a children's theater here, and we have a theater program at our university, but these are like next level, you know, and most of these uh, big time named Broadway plays do tour the U.S., but Montana is not part of that tour. So <laughs> we don't get to watch any of these. So Disney Plus was the only way that someone like me could watch it. Um, I've always wanted to go see a Broadway play and this did not disappoint. I loved it. I love the, the music, I love the lyrics and how he incorporated uh, different versions of like hip-hop, rap, and R&B into the music, into the story, and made it inclusive and like story-driven with history mixed in. It was just wonderful. I, I think a little bit less of uh, Lin-Manuel because I don't think he's the, he was the worst singer out of all of them, <laughs> but it was still great. Yeah, but I mean, he's so I, I would, uh, I've had this conversation with my wife because he he's definitely the the least strongest singer mm-hmm. um, out of the cast, but also he surrounded himself with a phenomenal cast. Mm-hmm. Like it, 
they, they're so good because he's not a bad singer he's just he just happens to be the worst one out of all of them yeah um which is great and he you know he and he knows it and he talks about how the cast has always just been like he's always praises the cast and how good they are um but when you surround yourself with that much talent it's it's kind of hard to to step up but he you know he wrote the whole thing himself so he's yeah. talented in other ways i guess yeah exactly yeah it's uh, it was great i i always wanted to see it too i'm right there with you um i've seen seen a handful of shows in spokane um but nothing like that big and would never yeah it would never come through here so it's great to get to see an uh, get the opportunity to see it Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's uh, go to Anthony's number two. Uh, so number two for me is again, like I said, it's going to be a bit of a nostalgia theme here for me. Um, I grew up watching the first of this movie, and then the second one came out, and I loved it as well. And I was really excited, uh, really excited for the third one, Bad Boys for Life. Man. What a little fun romp action comedy that that movie was. Um, Held up just like all the other ones. Had some drama, really good action sequences. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith just worked so well together. Um, I I really, really enjoyed it and I thought it was a a good way to kind of bring a close, I feel like, to the... I guess you could call it a trilogy now. Um, But it was fun. I enjoyed it. I rented it from the red box and I watched it probably like two times two and a half times before I had to take it back um, it was fun uh, if you're a fan of the the first two or even the first one or the just the second one it's a good time very very violent and uh, I mean it's rated R for a reason so don't watch it with the kids but definitely watch it <laughs> totally forgot that came out at the beginning of the year yeah it was a lot of fun back in the before times <laughs> the before times jaren what is your number two my number two was so graciously bequeathed upon me by anthony he was going to use it in his list <laughs> and i selfishly took it <laughs> it was also on disney plus i think yeah it came out on disney plus or after was it yeah yeah it was in theaters and then everything shut down and then they brought it to disney plus okay yeah i think i still had to pay for it if maybe you had not to pay for it no maybe no disney plus price but that's it uh, okay still was in that was it pixar yes mm-hmm. pixar film 2020 onward <laughs> that was quite of a pause right? I was, gonna say, was, <laughs> I was like what was it called again <laughs> <laughs> no this one was good Chris Pratt and uh, Tom Holland I wanted to say Spider-Man Star-Lord <laughs> and Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> on a quest to find their dad the top half of their dad the, well the rest of their dad, I guess. <laughs> it was, it was good. a good one. Yeah, um, it, it really resonated with me, especially with the whole D&D aspect yeah. of it. It brought me back to my childhood. 
and um, I had recently just started playing D and D again, um, and uh, it's fun. It's it's cute. I mean, I'm not gonna say I cried like a little bitch, but I'm not gonna say I didn't cry like a little bitch. Definitely <laughs> um, worth crying over. I feel it, like it was it was very well done. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and it was pretty original concept too. Mm-hmm. Yep, like the Dungeons and Dragons motifs in there, and then also like just blending the fantasy with the mundane, uh, like human life, going to work, going to school, but also, you know, living in a place that is full of magic. <laughs> We're at I one point, it was fun. I like how they made the the unicorns like raccoons. Yeah, that was good. That's a good one. Full of life lessons. Good life lessons. Good ones to watch with your kids. Yeah, Pixar's good at that. So, um, my second favorite film of the year is um i actually changed this last second because i just remembered how great it was uh jingle jangle which i talked a whole bunch about last month (laughs) (laughs) uh it is great it is definitely a great christmas movie and it has like the steampunk type of uh feel to it with uh the inventors in there and um, the motif of it all. And it's just so warm-hearted and like family-friendly. And it, the, the music is great. It is definitely a musical. So if you're just going in there just thinking it's just a Christmas movie, it's definitely a musical. And it's just so great. I mean, I, I could just repeat myself over and over that it's great, it's great, it's great. But you, you just need to watch it. I know it's past Christmas time, and it's definitely a Christmas story, but I will definitely watch it next year. Like, I was so in love with Klaus last year that I rewatched it this year, and it's probably going to become, like, a Christmas favorite from now on, Klaus's, and so is Jingle Jingle. I loved it. Yeah, Dee and I watched Klaus like three times this year because it's so good. Oh, Klaus <laughs> um, was amazing. And we watched Jingle Jangle, but unfortunately, I I hate to say it, but it was late and I had worked in the morning and I had to work the next morning and I I fell asleep probably you towards like last half hour. Oh. Um, there's nothing against the movie. I was just tired, but I really enjoyed it. I need I do need to watch it again to... To get the full effect of it, but yeah, it was it was really good, and I was actually surprised at how well um, Keegan Michael Key can sing. I know, right? Dude's got a voice. <laughs> uh, one at a time. <laughs> Go watch that Key and Peele skit, and tell me that boy can't sing. Well, I know, but like for like in like a like a musical like that, just to keep going and all the different, I don't know, like, not to say that he couldn't sing, but like, damn, that guy could. That guy could be on Broadway. Yeah, if Jordan Peele wasn't <laughs> holding him back, he could have been on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good. That's a good pick. It's a good pick. Good holiday yeah. movie. All right, into the number one movies of the year for us, Anthony. What is yours? This may or may not come as a surprise to some of you, but um, another one that I was looking forward to, and again, huge fan of the first two, 
and I had been waiting for this for a while, but Bill and Ted face the music. Um, it's not the greatest film out there, but I thought it was true to the, I guess, kind of like, is genre you would say of the of the franchise and i felt like it had a really good message especially for the year that we've had um it made me feel good and i really enjoyed it and i went and got dairy queen after i finished watching it <laughs> i had myself a uh, strawberry cheesecake blizzard with some banana in there made for a great afternoon nice it's yeah, good to see the good... boys. Yeah, see the good to see the boys come back together. Yeah, that was a great feel-good movie. All right, Jaren, what is your number one of the year? Number one. This one's kind of sad and funny. I'd say more funny than sad, but it was also a quarantine movie that came out on demand. I don't think it got a theater release. But um, The King of Staten Island uh, with Pete Davidson. Just, uh, I think it's, I guess, would be like loosely based on his actual life and upbringing. I'm pretty sure his dad was a a fireman Mm -hmm. in New York. Passed away in 9-11. Yeah. And that's something that he brings up in his, like his stand-up and stuff. But it was... uh, it was just kind of cool seeing, I guess, how he kind of grew up. I'm sure they exaggerated on quite a bit, but, you know, him being like just kind of a, a failure to launch type, you know, stuck at home. On, and he's like supposed to be 24 during the movie or something. <laughs> and and he, he can't uh, get a job or and he, he wants to be like a tattoo artist. And he ends up meeting uh, Bill Burr, who's also a great comedian. And he ends up being like a a father figure to him because he works at, he's a fireman as well. And they all kind of knew his dad and it's just kind of getting to watch him grow up. I guess having his dad still be a part of his life when, you know, he's gone. And I don't know. It, it was it's it's pretty funny because it's Pete Davidson and Bill Burr and like Steve Buscemi's in there and just a bunch of funny ass people trying to make light of a situation that's you know heavy. Yeah, that's a uh, Judd Apatow, right? Yeah, yeah. Action was... Bronson's even in there for like ten <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I was so nervous to watch this movie because. I mean, I'm only familiar with Pete Davidson from SNL, and I've always kind of, like, love-hated him. And I was like, oh, there's no way he's going to pull this off. But I kept hearing all these great things about it, and I finally watched it, and I was like, holy shit. Dude's got some acting chops. Um, It was a great film, yeah. Feel good. Like you said, it's sad funny. It's a dramedy, but I I really enjoyed that, that movie. It's a good pick. Yeah, just watched it again not too long ago. But yeah, it's a good time. You need to watch it again. Need to then you gotta it. watch something like super funny to kind of <laughs> before you go everything. to bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's 
man, there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens. Yeah. In that movie. Cassie, you, uh, you seen it or you want to go on to your number one? I have not seen it. So. It's a good one. I haven't watched a lot of movies, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's what's your number one? My number one is no surprise at all, and I'm kind of like the Oscar judges where the last movie I saw is going to be on the top of my list. <laughs> um, and that is Pixar's Soul. Uh, that came out on uh, Christmas morning on Disney+, and it didn't have like the Mulan fee, so it was just free to Disney Plus users. Um, it, I'm just amazed, like, I know there was a lot of, like, talk on Twitter when it came out about, like, whether people liked it or not. Uh, I probably liked it for a different reason than any other, um, few people out there, but, uh, it's just, I'm in so much awe of how Pixar can outdo themselves with every movie. It's like, they, the way they animated the people in this film is just gorgeous. It's beautiful, and it takes place in New York City. Um, it it takes around the uh, main character who is a jazz player, so there's music involved too. And you know how great they were with uh, Pixar's Coco, and how uh, the boy, Miguel, played the... the um, guitar in there and how every note was just perfect they just like amped it up that with this because the main character plays the piano and he's in a jazz band and there's like a saxophone uh player a saxophonist i don't know how what that word is but uh, like it, the jazz scene is there and so the music is all around you and like everything just like the light coming in um the little specks of dirt that you see through um the sunshine light and like how they move and how they interact and and plus it's called soul and if you ever seen any of the trailers it takes place in like um i don't know what you would call it but it's like between um they call it the great before or the great beyond it's like what happens where you are where your soul is before you were born and where your soul is going to be taken after you die and so it takes place in that kind of like zone there and it's like takes on an abstract art type of look to everything and it's like the characters as a soul look like prisms like the light shines through them and uh, rainbows are cast off of them and they're like they don't have a structure they're kind of fuzzy and the light shifts while they move it's so gorgeous i i'm a hobby artist on the side and so just like all this animation and art just like takes me on a trip and i was just like wow and there's like there's that great pixar crying moment that every pixar movie has and when it got to that I was crying for a whole different reason than what the movie was trying to make you cry for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how much I love this movie. And plus, the the um, the meaning behind the whole movie is so touching and something that we actually need after going through the year that we went through. And there's there's other things that people have problems with, but I don't necessarily see them, but I won't get into them. Uh, but it, it's a gorgeous film, and it's a gorgeous 
um, meaning behind it. it. It's just, it's wonderful. I mean, you're gonna cry, maybe. I don't know. It, it's a different kind of cry than uh, the other Pixar movies make you cry for. Totally different kind of cry. I would say it's like more of a happy cry than anything. But I loved it, and it stuck with me. Yeah, I need to watch that. I didn't know it was out. Yeah. And that's on the Disney Plus. You don't need to have like a... You don't need to pay for anything, right? It's just on Disney Plus? Yep. No Mulan tax this time. (laughs) (laughs) Is that still taxed? No, it's free now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, those were our top three movies. And... Like Jaren and I, we didn't watch a lot of movies, so our our top three might have not been near your top three as a listener. But if if you have a different top three, go ahead and share with us. We're we're on Twitter at uh, Trailer What, so share with us your favorite top movies. We didn't watch a lot of movies, so maybe this year we will. <laughs> yeah, it was it's weird. I not being able to go to theaters i didn't realize how many movies i didn't actually watch right that were new i mean i watched a lot of a lot of older stuff on netflix and what have you but it was a weird year for for sure yeah so let's move on to tv series which there was plenty of surprisingly uh so let's start with jaren this time what is your number three for 2020 whoa for tv Mm-hmm. What did I even pick? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Number three would have to probably be the the remake or the I guess the American remake of uh, Dystopia. Mm. Which was I talked about it before, probably the twenty twenties most unlucky show. <laughs> the subject matter is about what? A plague? Oh, that is coming. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's kind of weird that it's like it's hidden inside of a comic book run and um, a bunch of comic book nerds have been deciphering them for years and years and years. And there's there's hints of all sorts of like past illnesses in these older runs of this comic book. So they can link all of these um, past pandemics to things within the comic books. So when a new one comes out, that's exactly what they try and do. They're like, what's going to happen this time that's horrible? And how can we stop it? And we don't get to know (laughs) because they canceled it already. Oh, (laughs) I hate that when you're like into something. I think I watched that whole, I can't remember, there was like eight or nine episodes and I watched it in like a day. I started at five and ended at five (laughs) 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 kind of thing. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it was pretty good. Sean Cusack was in it. Um, The guy who plays... The Riddler and the Gotham uh, TV show. Oh, yeah. He plays. He's in there. Yeah. Nice. I like all those kind of conspiracy type things. And they, of course, 
modernized it. I think it was a British show from like 2004. So a little bit of a glow up or an American, you know, bastardized version of, of a <laughs> British show. <laughs> All right. So um, my third place TV series is uh, The Good Place, which ended this year. I love this series so, 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 so much. Uh, if you haven't watched it, it's so great. I like, what is it on now? Is it NBC? So it, it should be on the, the Peacock, I believe. I think mm-hmm. it's on Netflix as well. Oh, is it on yeah. Netflix? Okay. So, oh, God, with Ted Danson and yeah. uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Kristen Bell. And uh, William Jackson Harper, who just like steals show as like cheaty, but it's just it's so wonderful. Like if you know Christian Bell's humor, you would love this. It's it it's not what was she in um, Veronica Mars? I've never seen it, but it's not the same type of feel. It's basically it's about Eleanor, who's played by Christian Bell. Uh, the premise is that she is just like a shit person basically and she dies getting run over by shopping carts (laughs) in in the grocery store (laughs) she gets caught off guard because she was like stealing something from the supermarket and she dies and she ends up in the good place and ted danson is like the uh angel that looks over these villages because apparently the good place is um Uh, divided into different villages and then you are teamed up with your soulmate or whatever and she's just like she's she ted danson's character uh is played by his name is michael and he's like oh you made it into a good place and and calls her by a different name and eleanor knows that she wasn't a good person so that's the premise of it and this was the final third uh, season and it's just it's bonkers it's crazy it's it's funny and how it ended is perfect and you know not a lot of sitcoms end on a good ending and this one was was good it made you kind of cry a little bit so it's good yeah, that's I my the first season um i haven't seen any more than that but yeah it's it's a funny show i, I enjoyed what i saw dude watch the whole thing Oh, it's so good. I will. Janet is like the best part of that whole show. Oh, yeah, Janet. Janet's great. Well, maybe I saw a little bit of the second season because I remember they. I remember Maya Rudolph being in a couple episodes. Oh, she was a little bit in the second and all of the third. Yeah, and I just love Maya Rudolph. She's. I think she's my spirit mother. Adam Scott is in it too, which is oh, hilarious. Oh, he right. plays a yeah. demon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so that's good. Right. Yeah. Definitely nice. binge worthy. Anthony, what is your third favorite TV series? Um so I'm putting this at number three only because at the time of this recording it just came out today. Um, the final ten episodes of uh, Vikings came mm. out and um, about halfway through it and it's proving to just be everything that I loved about the show I finally got around to watching it once quarantine hit and I blew through it and I've just been waiting for the finale and it's uh, not disappointing 
it's it's really good they do a really good job with diving deep into kind of the mythology uh like the norse mythology and um pretty historically accurate with some things they do take some liberties with some of the characters and some of the events but for the most part it is pretty historically accurate um and that's actually part of the reason why i was so excited for valhalla to come out because when the trailer dropped i was like this is just vikings the video game <laughs> um but it's it's really good it's the final 10 episodes just dropped all of them on amazon prime i do think it's still going to air on tv and then come out on hulu week by week uh starting in the middle of january but if you if you have amazon prime you can watch um the last 10 episodes right now and i would strongly recommend it um watching the show and and finishing it i'm looking forward to it and i cannot wait cannot wait nice all right jaren what is your second favorite tv series of 2020 oh second favorite let's see umbrella academy season two (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised it's not your first (laughs) well i did just finish it again last night so I guess if you don't know anything about it, it's an adaptation of a comic book by Gerard Way about a dysfunctional family of superheroes. All these kids were born on the same day under suspicious or nefarious circumstances. And this eccentric old man goes around and he buys them all up. Or at least he buys up seven of them. Seven of the 43 Oh, I just started it. I just started it last night, so I watched the first episode last night. So it's fresh. Seven of the forty-three. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess they do yeah. say it. Yeah. Right. But October thirty thirtieth, nineteen eighty-nine. So I'm older than the Umbrella Academy, which is cool. <laughs> but yeah, they all have uh, crazy superpowers. He has to like raise them and he he uses them to combat the apocalypse that is impending and it's it's kind of funny but there's lots of action the superpowers are kind of like they're not like your average superpowers i guess like they're super strength but there's not some dude who's like super fast or they're all kind of weird like one guy can talk to the dead uh, one person can, you know, tell people what to do and then they do it. <laughs> yeah, and the super strength is even like weird too because he has a body of an ape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's the great. soundtrack, the soundtrack is the amazing. The soundtrack is great. Oh my god. Even the second season, like that, I think that was mine and Amanda's favorite, like. We were just kind of like waiting for it. We were just like, what's going to be next? What song's going to be next? They have really good covers. And the licensing to get these songs must have cost them a lot of money. Oh, yeah. But it's a good time. Uh, Second season's out. Third season got announced. They start filming in February, I think. Ooh, nice. Nice. We'll see. Maybe Her production we'll starts on it. I don't know. Maybe we'll get mean. it at the end of the year. They have to do it fast because um, 
number five, right? He's like 16 and they, they need to go fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause he's just a little guy. He's just a little guy. Yeah. That, it's, it's amazing. It's so binge worthy. Like it was going to be on my list, but I knew you were going to take it. So I had to take it off. Uh, <laughs> definitely recommend. All right. So, uh, my second favorite TV series is the great, which is on Hulu right now. It uh, stars Ellie Fanning, who, if you don't know who that is, she uh, played Aurora in the Maleficent remake retelling with Angelina Jolie. Is that Dakota's little sister? Yeah, Dakota's little sister. Um, I didn't realize that was her uh, when I started watching The Great (laughs) until halfway through. I'm like, oh my god! But she is a great actress. So The Great is um, about Catherine the Great. I love historical type of uh, stuff, especially during the uh, like 18th century. Like I know about all the the uh, kings and queens from uh, England. <laughs> I just know way too much than I should know. Like. I watched the queen on Netflix and everything like that. But this takes place. It's like, it's not exactly Catherine the great story. It's just like kind of in that realm. Like they take certain liberties here, but it's about her, her reign. And it, this came out this year or this in 2020. So only one season. But they got renewed for a second season, thank God, because it's so wonderful. It, it's, it has, like, modern uh, speech in it, and like I said, they take a lot of liberties here, but they paint Catherine as, like, this very naive virgin that uh, goes and marries the king of Russia, and... They do take a lot of liberties because it's not very historically accurate how this happens, but it's so compelling. It's kind of like those British uh, dramas mixed in with like American Hollywood uh, features. It, it's just so wonderful. I binged it in two days. It's it's so great. If you like historical do- uh, dramas like that, you'll love it. Nice. I'm gonna have to recommend that to uh, to the wife. She might enjoy that. Yeah, she would. All right, Anthony. What's your second favorite? Uh, my number two was something that brought me great joy, and I was very excited to watch it. It's a uh, there's only three episodes, I believe, but they're each like an hour plus um, little improv sets, Middleditch and Schwartz. So it's uh, Thomas Middleditch and Jason Schwartz, and they just take they just have a conversation with the audience. They get some information and they just improv a whole scene and it's just ridiculous fun it'll make you laugh it'll make you feel good um i really hope they do more of this because i think they've done done improv together for for many many years and to be able to kind of like with hamilton like you were saying like being able to see it see something like that that you would never have the chance to see um was was a lot of fun and i was I, I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> it's really great. It's, it is hilarious. I've been on mute this whole time just because I've been snickering. 
about <laughs> all of the episodes. There is nothing on stage with them except for like a microphone and a stool. And yeah. like them having to go around and like pretend that they're set pieces places and like they're talking to like they're talking to the audience to get the ideas and stuff but then the audience will just like throw them extra people that these two people have to pretend to be so like so they, there's they, a lot of they, jumping they, back and forth between characters they forget <laughs> characters gets, names it's just it it's so good like it's sometimes <laughs> one person's playing a character and then they have they're playing another character and then the other person has to play the character that the other person was playing before <laughs> and it just devolves into madness and it's it's wonderful it's wonderful it's wonderful uh cannot recommend it enough that was my number two jaren what is your number one tv series number one i've been going back and forth with this one this is animated also in its third season and i'll give the other one an honorable mention but i think i'd have to give it to the castlevania season three oh, so this is like nice. kind of like an anime style about castlevania like the video game but it's written by warren ellis who is like one of my favorite comic book writers who I just recently discovered uh, earlier this year. So, lots of good writing, great animation, everything's like super clean, super smooth, it's all high def, super violent, so watch it at night. <laughs> <laughs> watch it at night. But, and I, like, I played the Castlevania games, like, growing up, but... I don't know. This is a little bit more fleshed out. It's got some good world building. Um, some like callbacks to the games and stuff. But yeah, just kind of funny. Um, there's a lot of good. I guess it's just I you could call it witty, I guess. But I think that that's just part of good writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard think, really good things about that. Yeah. I think the episodes are only like 20 minutes long too. So you can definitely get through it. Just blast through it. Mm-hmm. And there's three seasons. So. Hot. But yeah, that's what I got. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so my number one is uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, I was late to the party with watching The Haunting on Hill House, and I absolutely love that, that I watched Bly Manor, and even though it's not as scary, it's very thought-provoking. So if you don't know what The Haunting on Hill House or Bly Manor is, it's, uh, like, it's like, it's always a story, it's kind of like, um... Uh, American Horror Story in a way where they tell a story with a group of uh, cast members um, and then the second season they use the same people from the first season to play different characters in a different story and the first one is very very scary it involves ghosts it involves death and um, just a lot of jump scares and a lot of easter eggs if you're paying attention and then the second one is kind of like 
um, very thought-provoking, and it's like a slow burn, but it makes you think. Uh, it's If you're looking for scares, it's not as scary as the first one. There's like not that many jump scares. There are, but not many. It's wonderful in its storytelling, and the, the actors are great. Let's see who plays uh, Danny, the main character, is uh, Victoria Pederetti. Um, I think I'm saying her name right. I can't remember, but um, she's great. She's just like, she's new. New actress. Like, her first, like, coming out role was The Haunting of Hill House. And then she, like, bagged, like, she was, like, the main character in that one. And now she's, like, the main character in Blind Manor. But um, I don't want to, like, ruin anything, but it, it does take place in the uh, 1980s in Blind Manor. And uh goes to the future it's like storytelling within a story it's it's wonderful you should just watch it if you if you like spooky ghost stories and it's on netflix if i haven't said that anthony what is your number one my number one is lovecraft country oh you finished um, it oh i've watched it twice now mm. um it's it's so freaking good it's it's got episodes that are just straight horror it's got episodes that are straight sci-fi it's got episodes that are kind of like like adventure like national treasure adventure like solve the puzzle indiana jones type stuff uh takes place um i think it's like in the 50s you know so like segregation whites blacks all that deals a lot with racial issues and kind of uh kind of like an impending end of the world type thing but um, very Lovecraftian if you're an H.P. Lovecraft fan at all. It's got all the elements that, that make you love a lot of his novels. It's got magic. It's, it's crazy good. I cannot recommend it enough. And I have, other than Jaren, which I'm not even sure if he finished it yet, Jaren, is the only other person that I know of that's watched it. And I know a lot of people have their issues with it and they don't think it's very good or this or that, but... I loved it. It it was so good. It was definitely the highlight of my year. Um, it came to an end right around Halloween, which was perfect. And um, I think uh, it's J.J. Uh, Abrams and Jordan Peele both had their hands in there. Mm -hmm. It's it's so good. It's so good and such a great message with like some of the racial issues that are still going on today, especially. With some of the stuff that happened this summer um totally worth a watch it's on hbo if you have it check it out if not get hbo you could probably get like a free trial for a week or whatever and just watch it it's so good it's definitely a good one i don't it does get a lot of hate online I don't yeah know if that's just like the type of people who are online <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just trolls being trolls yeah and hating on something to hate on it um i did have two honorable mentions um both either came out recently one uh, letter kenny the new season of letter kenny came out recently and i just love that show it's great you should watch it it's on hulu um, but the other one which also has the misfortune of coming out around this time uh, during the year that we've had 
is the the new stand mini series that they've started there's two episodes out i started it it's fantastic so far i am so into it um i have a few honorable mentions as well uh this came out at the beginning of the year so i almost forgot about it uh it is zoe's extraordinary playlist that was on uh uh, NBC, but now is on the Peacock, and they got renewed for a second season, and should be starting when this airs. So I'm excited. <laughs> um, and also, Upload, which came out on uh, Amazon Prime, and it's basically like a distant future where when you die, your consciousness gets uploaded into the cloud. Basically, it's it's very interesting, and there's like a murder mystery in the middle of it. It's funny, though. Nice. Nice. Alright, cool. should we go on cool, to cool, cool. the video games? Oh, yes. Games. <laughs> so I'll start this one out. Get it out of the way so you guys can talk. <laughs> um, my number three, as you know, I don't play as many games as these two. So this, this, thir- this one is like probably not that fantastic but is among us which is very fun and multiplayer quick game of like who done it <laughs> fantastic game they won a bunch of awards oh yeah so it's it's free on your phone but on St- steam it's like a couple bucks possibly yeah no more than 10 dollars yeah. so basically you uh, are in the spaceship and you're a bunch of people in space and one of you is an imposter and you have to go around and fix your spaceship while the imposter tries to kill you and you have to figure out who the imposter is. And it's very fun. It's the most stressful game I've ever played. <laughs> I bet a it lot is. of friendships were lost <laughs> over this game. <laughs> it, it does incite some anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, Anthony, what is your third favorite game of the year? Oh, God, this is tough. Um, Okay, so they're all pretty much a tie, but if I had to rank them, my number three would be the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, Huge fan of the original PlayStation 1. I grew up playing it with my uncle all the time. We would go through, we had strategy guides, play it. Uh, the remake was just beautifully done. They added just enough and changed just enough without making it too strange, but also giving it like a fresh touch. It was very cinematic. Um, and the only downside is it is just a fraction of the game, so there's going to be multiple installments, and hopefully they don't take forever to come out. But I had a lot of fun playing it. The combat system was so well done, and you can even change it to do just kind of like the old turn-based um, style. But I had a lot of fun with it. I, I played it for a week straight until I beat it, and then even went back and started trying to do some of the other side missions that I missed and trying to earn all the trophies, and that's always a, a sign of a good game for me is when I can go back and still have fun playing it after I've conquered it yeah final fantasy 7 remake 
I got Jim. stuck on a boss in that for about like three days. Yeah, some of those bosses. Did I get couldn't there? do it. That was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn it down. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it doesn't uh, suffer the Kingdom Hearts curse where you have to wait like five years for the next installment. I'm oh, hoping yeah. not. And I think they're already <laughs> working on Chapter 2 or whatever they're going to call it. So oh, good. Hopefully I it's want no the overworld like map. <laughs> yeah, I just want to... They teased me random, with the chocobos. Random battles. They teased me with the chocobos. <laughs> Jaren, what is your third favorite game? I think the third favorite game would be have to be uh i've got it set as hades hades yep i don't know anything about this game <laughs> so i play this one primarily on switch but i think it's on just about everything if it's um, on switch it's gotta be it's uh i just i like having it on the switch just because i can have something else on the tv mm-hmm. like i'll throw like community on or whatever and get a couple runs in on this but this is just it's a roguelike roguelite i guess i think that's what they're called so it's uh you start off and you are the son of hades and you are stuck in the underworld and you are battling your way out of the underworld and it's got like really simple but like like deceptively simple combat where you've only got a couple of buttons they each do something like i think there's a light attack a heavy attack and like a dodge and Mm -hmm. you just gotta go through like room after room after room of waves of enemies and then like mini bosses and regular bosses and then when you die you go back to the beginning and you do it again and you (laughs) get power-ups throughout each run so you get a little bit stronger each time uh you know obviously you keep dying or i guess if you're me you keep dying i'm sure there are people (laughs) who have done this in like one go (laughs) but you gotta you know gotta keep going and going and going and it's just like a steady increase um in progress which is uh, like it can be a slug but it's also like super satisfying when you can like get a boss down after like he killed you like 10 times yeah i really like the art style it's kind of it's like it's animated it's like kind of almost cell shaded Mm. but it's um pretty cool i've only played it on the switch in the handheld mode i haven't like put it on the big screen yeah yeah i have uh, i have dead cells very reminiscent of dead cells except it's kind of an isometric view in this one and i think dead cells is mostly side scrolly yeah it's side scrolly and it's like pixel animation god damn that game is beautiful though similar vein here uh, who made it? Super Giant. Super Giant. Nice. I'll oh, check. I'll have to, that's my I'll number have to three. Because I, I, I hadn't really heard much about it until the Game Awards, and it won a few. 
looks really good. So, uh, um, Cassie, your number two. My number two is uh, Animal Crossing New Horizon. <laughs> Only available on the Switch. Should be everybody's <laughs> number one. <laughs> if you haven't heard of Animal Crossing, what fucking rock have you been hiding under? <laughs> Because that was like, it came out right when the pandemic hit the United States, so yeah. it was kind of a savior for a lot of us. Like mm-hmm. the like the week of, yeah, the yeah. week of, it was it was like very serendipitous. But I played that for months straight, and then I kind of like burned myself out, so I, I'm not playing right now. But yeah, man, I'm still playing it. It's it's. Definitely like the pandemic game of the year. Because <laughs> you yeah. can, it doesn't end. Like, if you've never played, it doesn't end. There is no ending for this game. You just build an island and you talk to your friends on the island and you collect stuff and it, it's just very calming and you do your thing. That's typically yeah. me in a video game. <laughs> I like to call it the debt simulator. <laughs> <laughs> But it was it's very easy to get out of debt as opposed mm-hmm. to the other animal crossings. But that's yeah, that's my one. number two. <laughs> that's a good solid choice. <laughs> Anthony, what's your number two? Um so I'm struggling between these two. And you better be the right one because uh. Well, I just don't know which one to put number two, number one. Like I said, they're all pretty much tied up there for me. But I think one edges out the other. And so I think my number two would have to be Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I love Spider-Man. I'm sure you guys know this by now. (laughs) I loved Spider-Man for the PS4. Um, For me, it was game of the year when it came out. Uh, was that 2017 2018 I was very excited for this one the one thing that kind of sucked about it is it was rather short but what's nice is it's not a full 60 bucks so it's slightly lower price point I think it's only like 40 or 50 Um, but it's a lot of fun and it is just it is a perfect extension we'll call it not an expansion an extension of spider-man for the ps4 you get to play as miles morales they added some some new things they updated certain things and you get some new skills they work the skill tree a little better there's still tons of side stuff to do i blew through it 100 percent of the entire game in about two days <laughs> so um it definitely took my attention, and, and I loved every minute of it. Um, and it's just like I did with the with the with the first one. I just sometimes I'll boot it up just to swing around New York City and fuck around and fight crime. It's a good. It's a good kind of like I don't know what I want to do. I'm just I got a half hour to kill. Let's just let's see how fast I can get from one end of New York to the other. But yeah, yeah they really nailed this swinging this time. Well, and it's it's Insomniac, and the last really good Spider-Man game that came out was Spider-Man Two for the GameCube. original Xbox. Did you have had it on GameCube? GameCube? Yeah, I had it. 
I had it for my PlayStation 2. Um, and I, I spent hours upon hours playing that game. Did absolutely everything that you could possibly do in it. And uh, somewhere there's probably a PS2 memory card at my mom's house. That if I was able to get a PS2 and a copy of that game, I'd boot it up. The last thing I did was figure out how to get to the Statue of Liberty. Then I got all the way, I got to the Statue of Liberty, figured out how to do it. I just climbed up to the top, saved the game, and I haven't played it since. But yeah, it's just it's just a good feeling swinging around. You really feel like you're Spider-Man. And the combat's are the, great. Are the boat NPCs in Miles Morales? You know, I didn't look. But I do know for the remaster of, um, of Spider-Man for the PS4. I don't know how else to call it. Just Spider-Man. Yeah. But yeah. I guess in the remaster, um, they, uh, they kind of fucked with people. And there's like a, <laughs> like a post-it note on them yeah. that says, hey, like, hi, remember me or something like that. Did you miss us? I think oh, yeah. Did you miss us? <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I discovered that in the first one, I was like, oh, my God. This is horrific. <laughs> but um, that's my number two. Spider-Man Miles Morales. Cannot wait for the official sequel to the first one. Alright, Jaren, what is your number two? I don't know if this is going to be Anthony's number one. I don't think it is. Uh, better not be. <clears throat> I guess we can edit it, maybe? I can um, just pick something else too. I'm gonna pick Doom Eternal for my number two. Oh, nice. That was gonna be an honorable mention of mine. Okay. Yeah, Doom Eternal. Sequel to the 2016 Doom. That's just uh, it's a first-person shooter where you fight demons out of hell. <laughs> this time on you're on Earth. Not much. What's yeah, with you and hell-based games, Jared? Me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you do what you, what you know. I think. <laughs> I'm 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 stroking my Doom helmet right now, my Doom guy helmet. And this one, like, so the, who makes this? Id from yeah, um, Id. Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda and Id. Bethesda. So they do the Wolfenstein ones too, which mm-hmm. are also uh, the the thing I like about these is it's like a constant 60 frames. So it's like super smooth the whole time and it's just madness and when I first started playing it I was like trying to like take pop shots and just I guess play like defensively but like if you if you stop moving you die yep (laughs) like you gotta go it's very reminiscent of like old school uh pc shooters like unreal tournament where like you you, it it looks like like in those games it looks like you're on freaking ice skates the whole time (laughs) just like gliding through things and with this it's like I don't know if it's gotten so much better, but it just feels like your character actually has some weight to them. And uh, I don't know. You're actually moving around the world. They 
it's just uh, they built upon 2016. You've got new guns, new attachments for those. Like the more you use them, the better they they get. Uh, some new abilities to make it a little bit easier to not die, but you die a lot, or at least I did. Yeah. And it's not one that I feel ashamed when I turn the difficulty down. Like I just I turned it down a little bit to finish. Like some of the some of the boss battles in there are just ridiculous. They're insane. So, and good I, good soundtrack on that one too. Oh, Lots of metal. Yes so sad that they fucked over Mick Gordon so bad that he's not gonna do the next one gotta pay your Um, music guy well yeah not rip off their shit change it just a little bit and call it your own (laughs) Uh, but um, just real quick for Doom Eternal I love the different like mobility options that they kind of give you and stuff to help you kind of get around the map a little bit because like you said you gotta be on the move all the time but I think one of the best additions to this is the fucking sword. Dude, that sword was bad. I like the, the grappling hook shotgun is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the finishers, just it's just so satisfying running around, killing shit. And again, like you said, the soundtrack, it's just... It's like, I saw something and someone said, it's like, Doom's the only game where there's always boss battle music because you are the boss. <laughs> Oh, and one side note. This came out the same day that Animal Crossing came out. <laughs> and yeah. the internet knew that. So something great that I saw on Reddit was that the Animal Crossing subreddit and the Doom subreddit kind of like merged for like two weeks mm-hmm. in like preparation. So there was a bunch of like weird crossover stuff like (laughs) um who's the character from animal crossing not the raccoon but the little dog isabel Mm -hmm. is she a dog yeah she's a dog there's a bunch of pictures of her like in doom guy armor with like a shotgun just like mowing down demons and stuff yeah and then there's like doom guy villager going around like fishing and chopping (laughs) down trees but it's really cool to see uh, there's a great two video. different communities just like couldn't be more different with like the the gaming genre and style. Yeah, that and was brought them together. That was cool. um, there's a great video that you guys should check out. It's called Doom Crossing Eternal Horizons. <laughs> it's like a little music video. Um, it's only a few minutes. It's like a minute and a half long, but it's great. It was one of the, like you said, great product that came out from from the internet being in quarantine and realizing that there's two games coming out on the same day that could not be more opposite of each other. <laughs> um, Alright, well that was a rant. Um, where are we at? Are we on to Cassie's number two? Or number one for me. Number one. Um... So my number one is no surprise because uh, you guys should know by now I'm an Ubisoft fangirl. (laughs) So uh, my number one is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And I know this should have been like uh, Anthony's, but I love me some Assassin's Creed. (laughs) 
I'm not like a Viking um, obsessor like Anthony is. <laughs> but I love it so much. I love that I can just go at my own pace and the fact that you can um, build your own village in this is really cool. There's a lot less um, uh, sailing, which I'm okay with. <laughs> but I, I, I'm loving the new updates from um, Odyssey in this one. It's so much fun. It's like, uh, for those who, who don't play, it's like, what is it? An MMORPG? No, not an MMO. It would just be an, it's like just, an RPG. Yeah, it's just an RPG. Open open world RPG. Yeah. Ubisoft yeah. Collect-a-thon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my number one. So you, learn, you can you can still do some sailing. It's just there's not as a river. open yeah, open it's, sea sailing. It's, it's, all a river. Yeah, it's a river. I, that's what killed me with Black Flag. I know that's everyone's favorite, oh, but I love it. Oh, I, I couldn't. So I I just sucked at sailing. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much. My ship is such a beast. But my mine looks like a killer um, Viking boat right now. It has a nice. skull on the on the sail. It's awesome. Nice long boat. Has a reindeer as the the head of the the boat. <laughs> 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 my character shaved head has a shaved head and she has um the uh skull tattoos all over her body nice all right jaren what's your number one? Oh, number one will be uh i know it's not fully out yet but i think this is the one i've gotten my money's worth on would be Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. And I don't so know. Good. I like this one because it's a it's an RPG set in a fantasy world, duh, but it's got <laughs> it's bound by the rules of D&D. So there's a lot of it's a there's a lot of dice rolling. I mean, I don't have the dice to roll, but it's all it all happens in the background, um, where you have to, you know, basically roll on. I don't know specific things you do, like attacking somebody, or even if you're just talking to somebody, you can have certain dialogue options to, I don't know get a one-up on the conversation i guess yeah like um, like if you want to try and charm someone or trick someone yeah it actually will pop up with the d20 that you click and it rolls and it'll show you what the dc is you have to roll yeah. higher than it and you succeed or fail yeah i fail a lot <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know but then there's sometimes it's like i'll uh it's definitely when i've done some saves coming on to like try and get a specific role to see what the, what the outcomes are like, um, but I don't have like a a set D and D group, and or we don't play, uh, you know, over Skype or Discord. Um, so I like doing this one because I can play with a couple of people and kind of 
get the D&D experience. I know it's just this particular story, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's essentially the same type of feeling. Yeah, well, like, even that, like, there was several times that you and I would go through, we had, like, four or five different interactions at one little story point, and every time it would be a different outcome. And there's, there's one that still I've never been able to replicate was when you come across that when you come across that illithid that's underneath the rocks and you tried to charm it and you failed three wisdom throws in a row and your guy just lays down and puts your head in its mouth and it sucks your brain out and I'm like did you just fucking die and then I have to fight it all on my own and it just like mind flays me three times and then I'm dead it's like well that didn't work at all and so it's yeah it's just fun because you get a I mean, I have several different characters that I've played through, and each experience is different, and I barely make it past, like, the first few hours of the game before I start a new character or try something different. Yeah, I haven't made it all the way to the end. Well, it's only the first act, and they just changed and added a bunch of story elements, so it's essentially a whole new game already. That's a good, that's a good pick. That's a good one. Alright. Uh, Anthony, what is your favorite? Uh, I know this one has a lot of uh, positives and negatives around it. I'm one that loved the shit out of it. I love the direction they took it. I don't care what people say. They're just a bunch of crying little fanboys. The Last of Us Part 2. Oh. Um, it's gonna be on my list, too. <laughs> It, it was... I loved the first one. I played the shit out of it. It was one of my favorite games. It was one of the first games I ever bought when I got a PS3. Um, I... I... I don't know. I don't want to give anything away story-wise. I'm sure the spoilers are out there and people have heard it, but in case you haven't, there's some things that they did with with the story and some of the main characters that upset a lot of people. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I had a great time. Again, very cinematic. The game looked gorgeous. The combat was great. Naughty Dog is always really good at that. Um, everything that Naughty Dog does, they did well. Um, it, it made me cry. <laughs> it made me laugh. It made me happy. It made me sad. It was... Uh, it was deserving every of every award that it won at the Game Awards, and um, it that's uh, it's why it makes it the top of my list. Yeah, and if you want to know more, and if you don't, uh, if you already played the game, or you don't care about spoilers, our episode number seven is when we talked all about it. So. Oh yeah, I forgot we did have a conversation about that. Yeah, we had a whole episode about it. Um, and... Spoilers are towards the end, just so you know. We warn you ahead of time. Uh, I do have one honorable mention that I would like to throw out, if I may. Oh yeah, um, I have some. Ghost of Tsushima. I have not finished the game, but I love it so much. And it was almost, it almost made my list, but I just, I loved, I loved those three that I mentioned just a little bit more. But the, this, this, this fucking game is beautiful. And it has such a great photo mode. 
I've never spent much time in photo modes in games recently. I would spend like I spent like an hour and a half just messing with one picture to make it just right. And it's really super inventive on some of the stuff they did like um the way you can like track missions instead of having an arrow that points you in the right direction you just click your your joystick your I think it's R3 and the wind will blow and it'll blow leaves in the direction that you're supposed to go so it's it's very natural and just it feels great it's got a great cinematic mode the um I was playing it with the the Japanese voiceover and it was totally just like an old school samurai movie and um if you haven't played it you really got to check it out the combat's great it's challenging there's stealth mode you can just go right up in people's faces and fuck them up lots of timing parries and blocks and counter attacks so there's very involved and um i can't i i need to get back into playing it and finish it i can't wait my honorable mentions, I have two of them. One I have played and one I haven't, um, but I do want to play. Um, the first one is uh, Fall Guys, another multiplayer uh, game that gained a lot of popularity this year. <laughs> it's so much fun. It, it just, like, uh, wipe out the game, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's dangerous. The replayability, it's like, before uh-oh. you know it, you've been playing for four hours. Like, yeah. What the fuck? It's so good. It's so, so good. Um, and the other one that I haven't played, but I watched a lot of people play, is another multiplayer called uh, Phasmophobia. It's, um, <laughs> think of uh, uh, Ghost Adventures the game. <laughs> it <laughs> looks like so much fun. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to get the uh, hosts of Haunters podcast to play it because they play uh, share a lot of uh, gameplay on their YouTube, um, and two of them are, are are sorry guys if you're listening, but two of you are big scaredy cats and you do not want to play this game at all. Um, <laughs> but I want you to play. They're scared because in some parts of the game, I have not seen anybody use this, but you can use a Ouija board to contact the ghosts in the game, and they're scared of Ouija boards, which I understand, but I, I think it's an optional thing. You don't have to use it. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't fuck with Ouija boards. Yeah, I understand that, but I have not seen anyone, anyone watching on Twitch and anybody on YouTube use the Ouija board, so I think they either took it out or it's an optional thing. So please play it, guys. I mean, they play the Friday the Thirteenth game all the time. I mean, they they would love this, and I, I would love to see them play. Um, but yeah, those are our uh, top three movies, video games, and TV series for uh, the year twenty twenty. Uh, this has been going on for a a long time, <laughs> but we love our movies and TV and video games. Definitely our video games. So, um, sorry, Jaren. Did you have any honorable mentions too? For video games, yeah. Uh, I mean, not any that you guys have already talked about. I really liked Final Fantasy remake, and I'm still going through Valhalla. Mm. So. Okay. Nothing new. Cyberpunk, maybe? maybe. Oh yeah, Cyberpunk. We'll see. We'll uh, see. We're still playing it. <laughs> that's, that's one that's got a lot of negative energy around it right now. I love yeah. the glitches. I we'll see. 
and we'll see how how that turns out in the in this year. Um, but those were our top three. Um, go ahead and share your top three of any genre. It doesn't have to be all three of them, but um, what your top, your favorite video game of the year is, or TV series, or whatever. We would love to hear them because. Uh, even though we're three friends, we have very different tastes, and so we like to know what everybody else's favorite tastes are as well. So that will be our question of the week, is uh, what was your favorite media of 2020? Something that brought a little light to your life in a crappy year that 2020 was. We won't have recommendations because this whole episode was basically recommendations, so we'll, we'll continue that into the next episode where we'll give our recommendations again. Uh, let's see. Um, Anthony, what is our theme for the month of January? Oh, I'm so excited that you asked. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. So I then... believe January 4th is uh, National Sci-Fi Day. Yeah. So we're going to take that on. Um, so the next three episodes will be sci-fi related. Uh, as we work on them and um, a little and a guest appearance from one of our favorite uh, listeners will be at the end of the uh, month as well so that that's fun we we finally got our our favorite scottish boy mark on the (laughs) the (laughs) podcast and um, we can't wait to share that episode with you guys uh, a lot of new things this year. We're going to try to keep the theme through the whole year. There may be some different things here and there popping up. Uh, look out for the video game episodes. Did we call it uh, Hold My Controller? <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah, we can call it Hold My Controller. Yeah, so those will be the extra episode names is Hold My Controller. That is it for this episode of What the Trailer podcast for the year 2021. Tell those that are closest to you that you love them any chance you get. Wash your fucking hands and be excellent to each other.